It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the gospel on the radio talk show. I'm Pastor Jack King. I am your host, and I am always just looking forward to Sunday mornings to be able to hang out with you and spend an hour just getting us ready to go to church today. I hope that that's your plan. Some of you, you may have already gone and coming back, but now some people have early church. But at my church that I pastor, we start at 1105. So if you were, were thinking about going to church and you didn't know where, well, you still got plenty of time. Come out and worship with us today at uh, 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. We are between Easterwood Drive and Park Avenue. Easterwood is where you turn into the National Guard Armory there in the Tom Brown Park. So head on toward Park Avenue. Look for our sign on the right-hand side of the road and come and join us. Bring the family we love to worship the Lord together. F-R-C-M dot U-S. That's how you find us on the web. Welcome today. As I say, this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. The church has been our theme from the very, very beginning. Today is show number 1,100. And 43, that represents a lot of talking and a lot of people that's been on the show with me over these years. Let me remind you that if you are involved in Christian ministry, then you are a candidate to be a guest on the show. Call me, area code 850-567-1703. Just give me a call. We'll set up a time to do the pre-interview, and we'll have the show ready for Sunday morning at 8 o'clock here on 94.1 on your radio dial. That's area code 850-567-1703. Or send me a text. That'll be just fine. I'd love to hear from you and uh, get you scheduled. Have a few rules on the show. We don't talk sports politics or doctrine, but we do always speak well of one another, and that has been very, very effective over all these years. We just don't talk bad about people, but uh, we do do a lot of talking, and uh, last Sunday, I hope that you were tuned in and you enjoyed the show that I did with the uh, Catholic Charities, a young lady, her name was Takitha Brought uh, Branton can, can <laughs> Takitha Branton. We just called her TK, and uh, she came out. Her husband Samuel came and sat over in the corner and listened to the show, and, and we just had a great time. I enjoyed meeting her, and uh, she enjoyed being on the show. And so that's the way we do it. And she had never been on radio before, and uh, she th- told me she thought it was a great experience for her. So that's how you do it. So if you want to. Be on the show and talk about your passion, your ministry, what God's called you to do. Then I give you the opportunity right here on the gospel, on the radio talk show. 
a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. Let me tell you about something that we've got coming up at Freedom Road. And I'll tell you about it now, and I'll tell you about it again, maybe a couple times during the broadcast. We're putting on a carnival. Now, we have never done this before, but just in our conversations uh, among our church people, we said, we, we want to meet people. And uh, like to have people come and, and uh, let them see who we are and what our church is. And, and uh, so we thought, well, we'll do something and be fun. So that's what we decided. We're going to put together a carnival right there in front of the church, and you're invited. We're going to have games. We're going to have uh, hot dogs and uh, uh, probably some water, some bottled water for you to drink and uh, uh, popcorn. I think they got one of those, uh, what is it, a slushy machine or something like that. It's uh, <laughs> it, it'll, it'll be good. And then uh, there's just all kinds of games we're going to be letting you play. And we're just looking forward to meeting people. So come on out. It starts at 3 o'clock the 14th of uh, October, that would be this coming Saturday, 3 to 5 p.m., 720 Capital Circle, Northeast, in the Crescent Park Plaza. We're right across the road, just directly across the road from the federal prison. It's just right on the other side of Capital Circle. So you're invited. Bring the children. I think you'll have a good time. And I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I'm looking forward to meeting people. I love meeting people. And we, every year when we uh, do our, the 4th of July thing, because we're right across the road from uh, Tom Brown, people come out looking for a place to watch the fireworks. And they just pull up over there and uh, across the uh, little street there. And we just invite them to come on over. And uh, we have hot dogs out there and water and uh, we have some games and stuff. People seem to enjoy it. It's a good time of fellowship. So, hey, I, I like good fellowship. I really do. I like meeting new people. So that's your invitation <laughs> this coming Saturday, 3 to 5, there at Freedom Road. One other, two, two more things before we get into what we're going to talk about today. The Saturday Night Gospel Sing. You don't want to miss that. That's every Saturday night, 7 o'clock, right here on 94.1. It's the best music in the land, Southern Gospel style. Starts at 7 o'clock and goes to 8 every Saturday night. And then also the daily broadcast, that is a daily Bible teaching of God's precious word. It happens right here on 94.1 at 11 o'clock. Now, what I've been doing here lately uh working with Brother Paul Bass, who's been uh, helping us with our social media at the church, uh, been taking the same message and recording it in a, in a complete 30 minutes. So basically, I take the sermon, I preach it at Freedom Road, and then I do it in five segments for the daily broadcast, and then I do it again for 30 minutes uh we put it on Rumble, and I think it's gone on Facebook now, and maybe even uh, Twitter, which is now called something else. But anyway, if you want to listen to it, just check it out. You'll find it. It'll be there. I don't know how. I don't know how to tell you to find it. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> you all, you all are a lot better at that sort of thing than I am, I assure you. But uh, I appreciate Brother Paul and Brother Doug Apple. They both work together. I mean, they 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 don't work together, but we all work together. It's kind of like the three of us working separately, but together. In other words, everybody helps, and uh, to be able to take the word and. Uh, Put it on the internet and put it on the airwaves because the word of God is precious. It really is. Now, here's what's on my mind. And it just has to do with challenges. Now, just think about life in itself. Because there are all kinds of challenges in life. And uh, countries go through challenges. Times, times, uh, uh, I've lived a few years now, and uh, in my lifetime, I've seen this country go through a lot of challenges. I remember I was at youth camp one year, and uh, when you're at youth camp, yeah, you don't hear much from outside. It's, you, that's where you are, <laughs> and you're busy. And uh, so I was on my way back from youth camp, stopped at a little convenience store to get me something to drink, and uh Happened to glance at the little newspaper rack as you go into the door of the convenience store. And I looked at that and I go, what? <laughs> and so I called my wife on the cell phone. And I said, honey, are, are we at war? She said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That uh, President Bush has uh, drawn the the line in the sand. This is the first President Bush, the, the dad. He had drawn this line in the sand uh, with the... Uh, Iraqis and uh, if you go into Kuwait or try to occupy Kuwait, we're going to go to war. <laughs> I said, "Wow, wow, we're going to be at war." And of course, then after got back, watched the news, kind of got caught up to to speed what was going on, and and uh, lived through that crisis, lived through that challenge, watching uh, our country go to war. I remember. During the uh, Reagan administration, uh, the Vietnam War had been over for a while. We'd kind of, kind of gotten used to not being at war. And then one day, I heard uh, there's a little place called Grenada. We're gonna, we're gonna go, uh, go to war with Grenada. <laughs> I said, okay, but that seemed kind of strange, and that, and that was kind of interesting because a lot of our soldiers had never been to war, had never been in battle. And this was kind of a test for our army. And uh, I've talked to some people who were a part of that. They said, you know, that was a, that was a real challenge for America and for a lot of young soldiers and airmen. And then uh, because you just got – You'd have older people who were maybe sergeants and, of course, officers and stuff, and now they got a uh, kind of a rookie <laughs> army to take them into war. But we we did it, and uh, we were successful there. And then we had Panama, where we had to deal with Nor- Noriega <laughs> down there. But these are all challenges that, uh, well, as a country, we've gone through. And then there have been other challenges as well because we've had to deal with the uh, racial strife and uh, things. So just say this. There's always uh, a light 
at the end of the tunnel. But when you are embroiled in the challenge of the time, it doesn't always seem that way, does it? Sometimes you just begin to feel like that it's just overwhelming. And you think about some of the really, really, really tough, tough times in history. And you just think, how did the, the people survive it? How did they, they get the uh, fortitude that it would take in order to be able to live through an era like that and, and be able to, to stand it? I just, I'm just amazed at uh, the, the human spirit and our ability to be able to just, I mean, do what we have to do, sometimes to win wars, to overcome conflicts. And then you take that down to the, uh, the human element itself, the things that we deal with day in and day out in the realms of just, just dealing with life and dealing with people and, and life circumstances and so many different aspects of just living. Well, here's the thing, that uh, the more you're able to develop a relationship with that which is spiritual, which is, which is God, I believe that that's the sustaining thing in, in life, is to be able to understand that you don't have to face things alone. The presence of God will be there with you. But unfortunately, there have been many, or many who, they've never known to call into the name of the Lord. And uh, they carry their burdens and oftentimes it's just overwhelming. Sometimes it just seems like it's more than people can withstand. Karen Peck, she says, everybody's going through something. I'd rather go through something, whatever it is, with him, and that would be Jesus Christ, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. He is, he is my Lord, and uh, I've walked with him for a lot of years, and uh, it's like the old song that says, get gets sweeter as the days go by. In fact, I think we played that on the Saturday Night Gospel Sing last night. Uh, Canton Junction was the name of the group, I think. Yeah, yeah. Sweeter as the days go by, you become more confident in your walk. The older you get, and the longer you walk with him, and uh, you just become aware that he is the same yesterday, the day, and forever. And that if he was there with you before, he'll be with you again. And uh, through challenges of life, we all have them, and. Uh, we have them individually. We have them as families. We have them as a country. And I, I mentioned this before we went to the, the song there. Just thinking about the, this country going through 
something like World War One, World War Two. Those are just just horrific times, and uh, somehow or another, God sustained us, and the people would come together, and uh, we went and fought a war twice. <laughs> Basically, they I, I read about this somewhere. They said that the um, uh, civilians, a part of the Germans, they, they surrendered, but the army didn't. And so 20 years later, they're back doing it again. And uh, it's just amazing that this country was able to survive that. Of course, there was so much carnage and loss of life, such a horrible, horrible thing. But that's life, and that's the challenges of life. And uh, to me, if a nation doesn't understand that if you if you don't have God in in your country and as your as a people, then you're going to set yourself up for the forces of darkness to come in and to rule. And and how many times have you heard Pastor King say this? That the devil is all about death anyway. And uh, you say, well. How do people deal with a challenge like that? I've, I've thought about this many, many times and I've had, I've had it ex- expressed it here on this radio broadcast. These people who go into combat in, in a war situation, that is just absolutely mind-boggling to me to be able to have that kind of courage, bullets flying, and people going into the conflict. If you've ever had a chance to to read a, a book called The Red Badge of Courage, The Red Badge of Courage, it's a about a, a young soldier in the Civil War and uh, how that uh, he overcame his fear and uh, you talk about fear. I don't know of anything that would bring more fear into the heart of a person than to, to have to be in a situation where death is flying all around you and, and people are, are dying at your side, but yet have the courage to go do this. It's just, to me, it's an amazing thing. But we're talking about challenges today and how do you withstand and face up to a challenge and and be able to have victory in the midst of a challenge in your life. Uh, It takes all kinds of forms. Um, Talking about war and uh, the, the whole horrible thing about war and how countries go into war, and, and you think about the the people who make the decisions, uh, uh, the Congress and the, and the presidents and, and the, the rulers and different ones that, that send their people off to war. They're not the ones like my mother. Now, I didn't go to war, thank God for that, but I did go into the military, and, and uh, my mother had to take me to the recruiter station at 3 o'clock in the morning in Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky. 
And uh, we got there just a little bit early, and we sat in the car, and uh, it was dark. And I just heard my mother crying. And uh, I tell you what, I'll never forget that. <laughs> I'll never forget that as long as I live. And uh, she just began to sob just uh, just uncontrollably. She couldn't stop it. And uh, I just, just hugged her and told her I loved her and got out of the car and went and didn't. Went and did what I had to do, and uh, you see, that's that's the thing. Those are the challenges of life that we all have to face. Then you think about family conflicts. <laughs> Here's the thing: that if uh, you've ever raised children, you know. I mean, you. You bring these little precious bundles of joy home from the hospital, and uh, you heard about the the terrible twos. Well, you think the terrible twos are bad. Wait till you get to the terrible thirteens. Yeah, yeah, the terrible thirteens. The young people, they're you talk about confusion in life. That's a confusing time for a young person, and. Uh, it's a hard for them, and it's hard for the parents to have those type of conflicts, those types of challenges. And you say to yourself, how in the world am I going to be able to survive this? Hey, been there. <laughs> been there. Uh, we raised a whole bunch of them, and uh some of them have a harder time with it than others do. But uh, it's a challenge. And then you think about it in your own life and when you got to be that age. The thing is, is that so many people, they, they just have to deal with it on their own. But, but those of us who know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, know, knows Father God, we have a resource that is tremendous. And that's the ability to to go before the Lord. And I've heard many a, a parent say to me, says, I just had to learn to just give it to the Lord. But I'm telling you, sometimes we think, man, this is war. <laughs> it is. It just feels like this is just war. And, and you just said, I don't know how in the world we're going to get through this. But with God's help and God's strength and your ability to pray and seek the Lord, God will give you the strength to do it. But I, there are a couple of things, and I'm just going to leave this with you before I play a little bit more music to you. I'll give you a couple of tips. One is that understand the child is going to be very inconsistent during this period of time. But you cannot be. You hear what I'm saying? They're going to be inconsistent. They're going to be all over the map. But you can't be. You have to be consistent. And uh, you have to stand with them. You have to, and you have to completely, or no, not completely, but you have to surrender your, your, yourself to the fact that you have to be consistent in your message. I love you. And there can be times when 
That's a challenge. But I love you. But no. <laughs> and, uh, and then here's the other thing. Um, my mother was a wonderful person, and uh, I love my mother dearly. But sometimes she wasn't always uh, prone to listen to what was on my mind. It was no. <laughs> I'd open my mouth and nope. And that would be frustrating. And so I come up with a uh, a phrase. It's called the automatic no. I said, so I'm just cautioning you uh, during these times of challenges in your life. Don't do the automatic no. Listen. Hear what's on their mind. Hear it out. Then you can say no. But at least <laughs> No, I mean, you just have to make sure that you, you're listening to what they say. And then if you can, try to remember what you were thinking, what was going on in your mind when you were that age. It might just help the perspective of things. Um, in our family, my wife, of course, she was with them most of the time because of my work schedule and things. And of course, being a pastor, you're always got some place you got to be. And uh, she would sometimes get frustrated with them. But then I'd come home, you see, because I haven't had the war going on all day long. And then I can sometimes sit down and, and just talk things out. Well, you say, well, that's a, that's a, that's a nice luxury when you've got two parents in the family. Some families don't have that. It's a little bit more difficult, I believe. But uh, communication, communication is, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just a, uh, it's, to me, communication is what it's all about. If, if, if you got to the place where you can't talk anymore, then you need to go get some help somewhere else because there has to be communication because if you don't have that, it's all going to break down. And you talk about war, <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> I don't know what the pains are you talking about here. This is war. Satan has come to kill. <laughs> That's what they're saying, isn't it? This is war. And it's an amazing thing how that uh, a family can just be sometimes just torn apart because of these type of conflicts. And sometimes it's not just conflicts with children. It's, it's mom and dad. They're, they're dealing with things, um, and uh, the communication is broke down. And don't know how this is going to go. Um, I would encourage you to go get help. There are people who can help you. I've known of people who, well, uh, I won't mention any names, but a particular couple that I have known, and of course, that's years ago, and uh, just have the conversation. That, that marriage could have been saved if only there had been somebody there to help. And uh, I'm encouraging you. Go get help. Because there's too much at stake here, especially when there's children involved, to uh, take a, a family through 
the rigors of divorce, it's 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 hard. It really is. My my wife was a product of divorce. She's she still deals with that to this day. And uh, sometimes she tells me, she said, "Well, sometimes I still feel like that little girl back then, having to make choices between my parents." So it's you know we're life is is like a war sometimes because we, we're dealing with principalities and powers and rulers in high places. This is a spiritual thing. There is a spiritual realm out there of darkness that seeks to destroy. And that's just like what the pains are singing about. This is war, and the devil is out to destroy. And he wants to destroy your family. He wants to destroy a nation. That's just what he does. He's all about destruction. Through prayer and uh, I think seeking the Lord and, and good conversation with the right people can help. It can help a lot. It really can. So I'm just encouraging you to get help, but I'm also encouraging you to just get on your face before God and just pray. Seek the face of God and uh, take authority because you have the authority. The Word of God says you do as a child of God, a person who has the, the work of the ministry of the Holy Spirit involved in their lives. You have authority. You have power. And uh, you can invoke his name, the word of God says. You can invoke the name of the Lord and speak over your family, speak faith. And uh, I pray every day. I pray over my family, my children, my grandchildren, my loved ones. I said, Lord, let there be a hedge about them that the adversary cannot come in and destroy. And as a, see, I'm the priest of my family. And uh, I'm the one responsible to pray. And dads, I'm saying this to you now. You are the priest of your family. And you say, well, I'm, I'm not even a church person. I say, well, then that's no excuse. You're still going to be held accountable. When you stand before the presence of God, you're going to be held accountable. And if you're a person that says, oh, I don't, I don't know anything about God, then you need to learn about God. You need to open the word of God. You need to read it. And uh, study it. And uh, get yourself in the house of God under the, the uh, influence of a good Bible teacher. Because we're going to be held accountable for our family. And I pray every day, I pray, Lord, let there be a hedge about my family, both spiritually and physically, that the enemy cannot touch them. And I pray this in the name of Jesus, Lord of Lords, King of Kings. Now, I want to shift gears and uh, want to talk about something that I think is very, very detrimental in so many lives, and especially in the times that we're living now. And, uh, of course, this has to do with, with the whole realm of, of finances. And many, many families are torn apart because of families and uh, a nation can be brought to its knees when it's not in control. And I, I look at where we are now as a nation, and I'm just deeply confer, concerned. And uh, here's the thing. 
if if you have not noticed that everything is costing you more than it did just a year ago, then you're just not paying attention. And uh, it's just, I'm just astounded. I'm just absolutely astounded when I go someplace. And so that's that's almost twice what it was just a, not too long ago. <laughs> I'm going, this is crazy. Well, it, it's called inflation. And it's brought on by not being able to control spending. And as a country, we're just totally out of control. Did you know, did you know that in uh, 2009, that was just the beginning of a a new uh, presidential administration, our national debt for America was $9 trillion. Now it is $33 trillion. We spent... Two or three times, two or three times or two, yeah, almost three times as much. And these last, let's see, uh, I'm doing math here, roughly about 14 years, 14 years we spent almost three times as much as the nation did up to 2009. Well, that causes so many problems in, in the whole financial realm because when you shorten the money supply, then, of course, you get inflation. And uh, not not to mention that uh, how in the world are we ever going to pay this off? <laughs> and uh, so what this does, to keep in mind now that this show – the Gospel on the Radio talk show, birth in uh, 2002, with a primary focus is uh, the church. We talk about the church and the things that affect the church. Well, this affects the church, but not just to say the church itself, but the families in the church. One of the things that people do when the money starts getting tight they have a meeting, mom and dad, and they said, you know, we just can't afford to give to the church anymore. And I know that happens. People have told me that. And, uh, um, well, what you've done is that you've just cut off your source because now you become your own source now. And, uh, Hope that goes well for you. But uh, I would suggest that you read the book of Malachi. And uh, he said, um, you've robbed me. And uh, in other words, robbed God. And they said, well, how how do we rob God? He says, you robbed in tithes and offerings. And he said, uh, do you not understand that when you are faithful in your giving to the Lord and the things of God, and he will open the windows of heaven. He will pour out a blessing. That's what Scripture says. He will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. But when you choose to hold on to it and say, well, no, I can't, I just can't trust God that way, then you're going to miss the blessing. And he says, 
That's like pouring your money into a sack with holes in it, and it just pours out. And they said, uh, uh, all of the elements, all the elements comes in and destroys it. And you'll lose it. You'll lose it one way or the other. You're going to lose it. But you also take away the blessing. And uh, the blessing is, uh, well, it's the answer. It is. And uh, it's a biblical principle. And you violate the principle, and it'll cost you. It will. Triumphant Quartet. Somebody he was a trouble died for me. Somebody died for me. And of course, uh, you can take that. Uh, also represent the Lord Jesus who died for you. And uh, this is the thing about, uh, uh, before I play the song, I was just talking about this whole thing about giving, and, uh, and not just say to, to give money, but to give of ourselves unto the Lord because he died for us, and he gave so much for us. But it, it just has to do with, with, with trust, but uh, let's take it into another thought here. And that has to do with uh, just being good stewards of what we have. I mean, I, I'm, sometimes I'm just, it kind of confuses me, actually, because I don't understand it because I wasn't raised this way. But uh, somebody tell me, I just bought a new car or a new truck. Trucks are kind of expensive these days. They have forty, fifty thousand dollars for a new vehicle, <laughs> and I said, "Well, are, are you just independently wealthy?" Uh, no, no, I just have good credit. You mean you borrowed the money to buy this expensive vehicle, and now you're going to have to? make these huge payments and, and, and all of this interest. <laughs> and, um, of course, they look at me like I'm some kind of a nut because I wouldn't, but no, I won't because I can't afford it. And so I, I drive older vehicles, and they, they do fine. I, you know, I just try to take care of best you can. And uh, when I buy one, I pay cash for it. I, ain't, I don't. We don't borrow money. That's that's a commitment that my wife and I made many years ago. We don't borrow it. So if we can't afford it, we just don't get it. But you're talking about strain, and sometimes we say, "Well, why? Why are things so so strained in the family?" I mean, well, money is a big issue. And it'll cause strife in a family. And sometimes we just have to use our noggin and go, no, we don't need to 
to do that. And it has the same same thing with a, with a home. Um, again, I, I, I keep bringing my Tammy and I up, and I just way of illustration. We have a very simple house. It's an old house that uh, we we bought it and fixed it up, and uh, it's comfortable, but uh, it's not fancy, but it's paid for. And uh, and see, that's that's the thing. Is it? We we try to do that which we could afford to do, and then trying to take the strain off of the relationship because it's just everybody uh, wants to blame the other person, and then this is where the strife begins, and all that could be dealt with by just being a good steward of of what God has given you. And being able to manage it in such a way that you don't over overspend, so that you can have relief from a lot of these things. So the thing is, is that um, a lot of people have heard of, of Dave Ramsey and his type of things. And we, when I found out about Dave Ramsey, we had already were pretty much through our process of getting out of debt before I'd ever heard of him. But he came on the. Uh, local radio station here and we begin to listen to him and it made a lot of sense a lot of things and he has some good plans now we Tam and I have never used him his plans never read one of his books or anything. I've just heard him on the radio could probably benefit from some of his teachings but the thing is is that we applied common sense <laughs> common sense to our situation God helped us, but these are challenges, and this is what we've been talking about this this day. Is that there are challenges in life, and do you allow the challenges to overcome you and defeat you, or do you take the challenges on and say, "Hey, with the help of God, the power of the Holy Spirit, these things can be overcome," and. Uh, let me just say this to you. How's your relationship with Father God? How's your relationship with Father God? I meet so many, especially men, who tell me that I don't know how to pray. I, I can't pray. Well, that's not God's fault because God wants to have a relationship with you. Sometimes we just have to just be honest before God. Just, you know, this old macho thing sometimes just needs to be, go away. And we need to just bear our hearts to the Father and say, Lord, allow the Holy Spirit just to come into my heart. Just minister to me. Listen to Kisha Parish called New Oil. Lord, give me that fire. Lord, give me that fire. I like that. Shut up in my bones. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hey, come out and, uh, Join us for a Saturday afternoon from uh, 3 
to 5 p.m. at Freedom Road Christian Ministry of the Church that I am the pastor of, and we are going to have our carnival. Going to have a good time. Just going to have fun, good fellowship. And uh, also, I'm going to have a booth there for prayer. And maybe you uh, need somebody to pray with you. Maybe something's going on in your life, and you just need to talk to somebody. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that too, and I'm gonna be doing that, and probably have some other things going on too. But um, I think that's important too. And, uh, and we're gonna kind of have some special things for the children. Just gonna have a good time. Want to meet you? That's that's our whole purpose. Is that we just want to meet you? And uh, well, we're inviting you. That's three to five p.m. At Freedom Road 720, Capital Circle Northeast. And we're right down the road. Let's see. Well, let's see. If you pass Easterwood Drive, you're going to go the ways, and then there's going to be a kind of a woodsy area there. Then when you pass that, then you'll you'll turn in right there. We'll have signs out there. We're going to have signs up and down the road that'll help guide you in. (laughs) And. uh, I just think it's going to be a good time. So write that down, 3 to 5 p.m., the 14th of October at Freedom Road Christian Ministry. Just want you to come out and enjoy a good time of just fellowship with us. Also, don't forget now, Monday through Friday, the daily broadcast. That's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God. You can find it here on 94.1 at 11 o'clock and then also Saturday night, the Saturday Night Gospel sing good, good, good gospel music. <laughs> and uh, we enjoy that a lot. I do. I enjoy bringing, bringing that show to you, and I enjoy just uh, listening to the music myself. It ministers to me. So make sure you're aware of all of those things. And, of course, uh, our regular Sunday morning service, 11.05. Again, it's 7, excuse me, 7.20, Capital Circle, Northeast, and uh, we always enjoy um, visitors. Visitors come out and, and just worship with us. We'd love to meet you. Bring the family. Freedom Road Christian Ministries, 720 Capital Circle Northeast, FRCM dot US. That's how you find us. Hope we've been a blessing to you today. That's always my heart's desire. And, uh, We have challenges in this life, but God will help us if we trust him and if we're just honest before him and just just pour your heart out to him. His love is so abundant. He loves you so much. He loves me so much. He loves humanity. For God so loved the world, the scripture says, that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life and joy and quality of life here on this earth. Father God, thank you for this opportunity that we've had today just to bring the word of God through this talk show. I pray, God, for each and every one. I pray a hedge about this radio audience. Father God, watch over them, protect them. Lord, let us grow in your spirit and in your grace. We do love you. We do praise you. And I pray for every preacher who goes to their pulpit today, Father God, let the anointing of God come forth. We pray for America. 
We pray for peace in this world and peace in the city of Jerusalem and the nation of Israel. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.